This is Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher, where Kevin and his guests dig a little deeper into today's issues surrounding the environment, farming, gardening, and food. My guest now is Craig Floyd. Craig has been here on Digging in the Dirt several times before. I always like talking with Craig because of his incredible knowledge of regenerative and organic growing, his work ethic, and his empathy for those who have less than the rest of us. So I gave Craig a call to ask him to have a spring chat with me, and I come to find that there are some big things happening in Craig's life. Craig is retiring from running the Giving Garden in Mystic, Connecticut, which grows tons of wholesome food and gives it away. And I find out he was just deservedly showered with honors from all the leaders of the state of Connecticut, like Governor. Lamont, Senators Murphy and Blumenthal, and the Connecticut legislature. I mean, everybody was chiming in. And to top it all off, they renamed the Giving Garden at Coogan Farm, the Craig Floyd Giving Garden. Welcome, Craig, and congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I paid them people a lot of a lot of money to say good things about me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not too much money, a few shekels. <laughs> you know, you've been a man who has been truly, literally and figuratively outstanding in your field. As you get a moment to take this all in, what are you thinking about? Um, the kindness of people. The mission of the garden, obviously, is to uh, grow uh, regeneratively grown food uh, with a high nu- nutritious quality and, and give 100% of it away to try to help feed the 32,000 people in, 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 in the London County. Uh, and, you know, these, uh, these, sneaky, <clears throat> these sneaky women... Uh, I don't know how they pull this off, but, but God bless them. And my coworkers, my boss, uh, my wife, um, n- nobody said a word. I had no clue. I knew we were having a garden blessing. Um, but when I went into work in the morning and uh, my replacement, Coralie, who is now the giving garden manager, and she's doing a wonderful job. She says to me, we can't, I, I was, I'm in about like seven o'clock. which is late for me. Um, She says, what are you doing here? I said, what are you talking about? She said, we can't be here until 11 o'clock. I said, geez, confound it. Nobody told me. And, and, you know, and I was upset because I I had work to do. And she says, you you got a vamoose. You got to get out of here. So, so I did. And and then, and then I came back about quarters 11 and the parking lot had more cars in it than I've ever seen before in my life. Um, in, in our parking lot. Um, and it was just a wonderful thing. All, all these great people came out, um, you know, to support our mission. I think perhaps the biggest thing, Kevin, was that the Nature Center wanted to establish an endowment fund uh, for the garden to ensure its uh, its longevity. And through through sales of uh, huh, T-shirts with my mug on them <laughs> um, and reaching out to our donors and sponsors and so many special, special people that have supported us for years. The goal for the Nature Center was $30,000 to establish this endowment fund. Uh, We're over 65K now. And and, um, that shows me just how kind people are um, and how they really care about their neighbors and and how they really wanna help, uh, you know, those in need um, that don't know where their next meal is coming from. So God bless them. And, and God bless the Nature Center and everybody involved in, in, in doing this. And, you know, it's not about me. It's about the people. It's about the, the staff that, that has my back every single day and, and does all this work that I have no clue what they're doing. Um, you know, from fixing the website to 
answering questions to getting uh, volunteers uh, to come. It's just a, a wonderful thing. And then all of our volunteers, um, you know, I don't know how many we're going to have this year. On a good year, pre-COVID, we'd have 300 a year. But uh, to get them all to come out to the garden, they're there right now working, um, you know, putting uh, um, onions in the bed right now, as a matter of fact. And so to have all these people together um, to work for the common good of the other community is, is, is a blessed thing. You're not kidding. I'm just totally impressed by that operation up there. I mean, it, it is a community. I mean, you guys, that New London community has got something really special. And I, I wish every community had one, just like somebody like you running it all with all the volunteers and all the people doing what you're doing. And it's just so helpful. Tell tell us a little bit. You know, we have limited time. So just give a brief overview of what the farm, how it operates a little bit and what you're growing. And then the final thing is how much in one year have you grown at one time to give away? So uh, when I announced my retirement, uh, which retirement from full-time, I'll, I'll stay on part-time until October um, to make sure everything's going smoothly and, and nobody's got any questions, et cetera. Um, the most the garden had ever uh, grown in any year was 17,000 pounds. And because I announced my retirement, the boss says, well, why don't you just say, 2023, so 20,023 pounds, uh, because I always felt the garden could could do <laughs> could do 20,000 pounds. Well, um, we blew that away. We did 22,738 pounds uh, last year of high bricks food went into the uh, to the food bank, and and they were very thankful. And God bless the United Way for working with us, and and all the help that they give us so that we can help them um, help their clients. It's, it's a it's a big deal. And there is a lot more going on that I know you don't have a lot of time for. Uh, a number of high schools now have reached out. I want to be in every single high school in the state of Connecticut that has an ag program and teach them how to do regenerative farming. Great. Because if we don't change how we farm, we're done. That's Our soil right. is depleted. I totally agree. You know, I've got to get you down to Bridgeport. There's some good people down here doing good things and they need somebody like you to give them a little direction and that everything will take off in Bridgeport. So I hope we can put that together in the near future. So you say you delivered high bricks food and people don't understand what that totally means. I mean, it's a, a form of measurement of what's in your food that's good for you. And the, that how do you get there with a, a large farm operation? How, what do you do different than other farms to get that result? We don't grow plants; we grow soil. Uh, there you go. It's all about That's, the soil. <laughs> it's all about the soil uh, and the microbiology that's in the soil, and and using regenerative techniques to 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 do that. Um, the thing is, is that our production is so substantially higher than conventional. Uh, farms and because we don't use a plow and we sh Jesus tell people throw the tillers in the dump get rid of the tillers ah, I don't know why people use those <laughs> things um, but anyway the average person that goes into the grocery store and buys food doesn't understand that their food is absolutely from a nutritious standpoint it's crap and what we try to do is grow food that is substantially higher in nutritional quality so the dietician will tell you, well, you need so many servings of this and so many servings of that, but they never say, well, that cat, that carrot has to bricks at 12. Um, they don't give you any of those kind of measurements. And we, we test our, we test our vegetables. Um, and we compare them to other vegetables grown in all different kinds of ways um, around the world through the Bionutrient Food Association. 
And currently it takes six conventionally raised carrots to compare regeneratively to, to one of ours. So there's a significant difference, you know. Sure. Yeah, that, I guess that, you know, you doing it the way you're doing it and getting the results, I mean, the uh, unbelievable amount of output and and the quality of it belies the the um, the argument that well we need chemicals and big farms to feed all the people of the world you know I mean what do you think about that I mean I know I really I, I know your answer but I want to hear it from you I think we need more Nigel Palmer's <laughs> here's the thing if you are a conventional farmer for every dollar you make I as a regenerative farmer is going to make seventy eight. We put the carbon in the soil. We don't release it. We don't have anything to do with global warming. We, we don't, we, minimal disturbance of the soil. And so all this stuff working together um, and then remineralizing it because our soil has lost all of our minerals. You know, your body requires 104 minerals. Azomite, as an example, has got 67 in it. So we put all this strange stuff in the soil. And when we do that, the flavor of the vegetables it just knocks your socks off. Um, as well as once a plant bricks is above 12, it is indigestible to the bug. We don't spray. We need, need no pesticides, no herbicides. Uh, we don't do any of that kind of stuff. Uh, we don't need it. We farm slow and easy with Mother Nature. You know, she wants a slow dance. She doesn't want to do the Watusi. Uh, she wants a she wants a nice slow waltz. And when you when you amend soil that way and you don't disturb it, your production just goes through the, the roof. I'll give you one example. Average production of corn in this country is 145 bushels per acre, but the the potential is 1,000 to 1,200. Tomato plants um, in, a, in, in the right environment, uh, 22 feet tall, 300 pounds, one plant. 300 pounds, I oh, get yeah. 30, yep. I get 30, and I'm always looking to increase it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that was done in Georgia. You know, we can't do that here in Connecticut, but, yeah, but right. our, our tomato plants will get 12, 15 feet tall, and um, and we get substantial um, production out of them, you know. That's cool. I'm, I'm a big tomato guy. So I, you've been working on the farm, and now you're going to retire. That means you're going to be doing less, but I know you, you are not stopping, I'm sure. So I know you teach. Is that where you're headed to next? Is you're yeah. gonna, Instead of working the farm, you're going to be teaching? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly it. You know, I, I teach a, a free course through the Nature Center. You know, people can go to dpnc.org, uh, click on, uh, I think it's education, and then it'll slide down and gardening programs will pop up. Those, those uh, programs are free of charge. Uh, we do them on Zoom, so you get the Zoom recording and you get the PowerPoint afterwards. Um, I do a lot of public speaking, a lot of presentations. Um, I present for the East Lyme uh, Community Giving Garden down there in East Lyme. Great, great folks doing outstanding work. <clears throat> and um, and I teach classes, uh, uh, certified classes in, in the high schools. You know, it's the young people that can make the difference in the world. And so, um, you know, we have a course that we do for El Grasso. Um, we're, we're doing work with Ledger, Waterford, Fitch. Uh, like I said before, I want to be in every single high school in the state that has an ag program. You know, in 2014, the United Nations put out a worldwide alert that at the current rate of soil degradation we have in, in 2014, 60 years of soil left on the planet. We've got to change how we farm. And um, it's by far more productive, more profitable, better for the planet. It's just plus, plus, plus. It's just problem is that the chemical companies want all your money. So they're going to 
feed you a line of BS until you need to buy chemicals, which is right. not true. And, not true. and we're also throwing away all that great organic material that should be composted and then throw it back into the soil, right? You know I mean, yeah. what's it? There's some people that I've had on the show said that 30 to 40% of the waste is good stuff that we could turn into compost and grow our food. Yeah, and 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 here in Stonington, you know, I just got my little green bucket. Just uh, they handed out green buckets to you know every mailbox. Um, got a green bucket. Cool. Uh, um, to put your compost in, and so that's that is a is a great thing. And and the Stonington landfill, um, and they do leaf um leaf mold um compost every year with it's it's, it's good stuff. Um, and and so they're trying to make a difference, and they're doing doing some things that need to catch on to the rest of the state but um we're trying to make a difference down here so you mentioned Nar nigel palmer and i think the reason why you're mentioning him is because he's so good at finding inexpensive ways of replenishing the soil am i right that, oh. that he's 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 figured you know he's not giving us anything new he's just resurrecting stuff that's been known for a long time and then you do it because i think most people don't understand that the, the, as you grow stuff it, the plants are taking stuff out of the soil and has to be put back in right absolutely right um nigel's not good he's the best he knows more about plants and what's in plants and 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 how to extract those nutrients out of those plants um, whether it's garden plants or plants in the woods or plants down in the swamp, you know, the skunk cabbage and the, the bittersweet and all that kind of stuff. He knows how to do all that. And so his way of doing it is so much more um, friendly to Mother Nature. Um, your your financial outlay is, is next to nothing. You're going to buy a few glass jars and some five-gallon buckets. Um, but the man is brilliant. And uh, don't tell him I said so, for Christ's sakes. He'll blow, he'll blow <laughs> his head it right up. a secret between you and me and the audience. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but but he's doing wonderful, wonderful work. And uh, if you don't have a copy of his book, boy, you better you better get one. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't make any difference. You know, uh, I've been on some consults with or, or some conversations with Nigel, um, thanks to his generosity with farms in Germany and Brazil and other places around the world. Um, so it's not just a four by eight bed. We can do the same thing with two thousand acres, and it's being done. And we we have the we have the proof that, that listen, dude, farmer, you want to make some money, get rid of the plow. You don't need it, and this is what you do, and this is how you make more money. And yeah. you don't owe the bank for taking yeah. out the loan to buy all the chemicals, right? Yep. And it, and and if you follow Nigel, uh, you know you you can. You can upscale instead of making a hundred gallons of some concoction, you make a thousand gallons, and that's what you put on, put you know, put on your your, your soil. Because and it, if you and if you're just a gardener, you can make small amounts, but you're what you're not yeah. doing is taking the money out of your own pocket to buy something that you could make for free. Well, look at it this way: What vegetable knows more about what a carrot wants than a carrot? Answer: None. <laughs> so when you harvest your carrots out of the garden, you cut the tops off, soak them in water for about 10 days, and then take that water, pour it off and, and, and into a, another uh, container of water and put it on your garden, um, in particular your carrots, and watch your carrots jump. I mean, it's, it's like yep. a dog. 
you know? <laughs> why didn't I why did I think of this before? And so basically funny. what he's doing, he's following very, very much he's following Jadam techniques or Korean natural farming techniques. Um and and, and um like I said, you got to get a copy of his book. He's, he's sure. And if you want a little exposure to him, I'll give a plug for Digging in the Dirt. He's been here. And we have, a, if you go to SoundCloud and put in Digging in the Dirt, and uh, you'll find Nigel Palmer in there with my interview, as you will find previous interviews with the gentleman I'm talking to right now, who is Craig Floyd of the Craig Floyd Giving Garden at Coogan Farm. How's that sound? <laughs> I'm not used to that yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserve it, man. It's it's awesome that uh, you you know you put in all that hard work and people noticed, you know, and um, that's that's terrific. You know, I'm really uh, really happy to have you here. Well, so, you know, I, I I read something. I'll make this quick. I read something this morning on Facebook or somebody just said, <clears throat> you know, it's about time we started being nice to each other, and 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 I, I am a a a a testimony to the fact that. I know how nice people are. Uh, I see the money walk through the gate. Um, here's X dollars. What do you need um, to help to help the, the the community? So people do care, and and they are trying to make a difference. And we are making a difference, and we will continue to to make a difference for, for many years. Yep, that, that's because of you know, a large part because of your attitude. You know, people want to be associated with success, and I think people also want to love their neighbor you know basically i'm you know the reason i talk to a lot of farmers and people in this sector instead of politicians and pundits is because of the gentleness of them i just you know when you grow stuff i think you're a lot more gentle am, am i wrong do you think no you're absolutely right any disturbance of the of the soil releases bacteria your inhalation of that bacteria promotes the the addition of serotonin in your brain and so you're wasted on nature you just don't you don't have a buzz um, but you, you realize, you know, it's such a beautiful day today, and it's so peaceful, and <laughs> listen, listening to the birds and listening to the bees and and having dirt under my fingernails. Um, so so where I'm going with that, that is pre-COVID, we used to have a lot of veterans with PTSD that would come um, and get help um, through just being there, children that can't be in a, a traditional classroom because of anger issues, they would come, um, it would ch it changes them. Uh, people with special needs would come, it changes them. It's amazing what working in a garden uh, does for everybody. It's It really is amazing. Yeah, and not only that, it tires you out. You want you want help with your nervousness and anxiety. <laughs> Work hard, and then you're gonna go to sleep early and wake up and do it again. It's it's gardening and farming is is hard work, and but it's all worthwhile because you get some great results, which is that great food that you grow. Absolutely. So you know, I think uh, I want to change the subject a little bit. I think we most of us are understanding that the planet is definitely warming, and we're all trying. You know, they're starting to say that we got to do something about it. And one of it is things is growing your own and doing it naturally. We all know that, but what are you thinking about when you're planting now um, in, in regards to the, the seasons and there it seems they're coming earlier. We had no real winter this winter, you know, there's more extreme weather. What are you thinking about in that area when you're, when it comes to figuring out how am I going to grow food? We're in trouble. Mm. Clearly we're, 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 we're in trouble. However, from a regenerative farmer's standpoint, we have ways to counter some of, of that global warming stuff. So 
you know, people don't know, I'm sure, that when the, when the leaf temperature of a plant gets above 78 degrees, I think it's 78, 73 or 78, um, the plant basically says, uh, farmer, dude, I can't photosynthesize right now. I'm not going to produce any more tomatoes. I'm going to take a nap. And I'm going to cool myself off. That's all I'm going to do. All my energy is going to be into cooling myself off. That's why you get that big slump in, in, in August. But when you use, you know, biochar and, and some other stuff in the soil, it makes such a difference with the plants and the soil. And, you know, having enough uh, soil organic matter in the soil, a 1% increase in the soil organic matter will increase your water retaining capability by 20,000 gallons per acre. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, am it's, it's amazing. And our uh, soil organic percentage is somewhere uh, just over 17%. Most gardens are running about 2%. And so it, it makes a, a huge difference. And the other thing is, is that, having that organic matter in there feeds feeds those microbes. Nothing is more important than the microbiology. It doesn't matter what you think, what I think, what the lab thinks, what the doctor thinks. The only thing that matters is plant response. Right. The living the living matter in the in the Roger soil. that. Yeah. 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 So that's a whole nother subject. We could go for a long time talking about yes, we could. <laughs> but so a lot of people complained to me that I know in Connecticut that last year was tough because it was a drought. You know, the water was tough to come by. There wasn't a lot of rain. And what, what do you do besides the soil? Is there something, just a real quick fix or there's no quick fix? Yeah, mulch hard with seaweed. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Mulch, mulch hard with seaweed. You want about four to six inches of seaweed on your garden. First of all, never, ever bare soil. It's always growing something or it's mulched. It's covered. Mother Nature does not want to be naked. She's, she, she's female. She, 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 what's the word I want to use? Um, well, anyway, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to be naked. She wants to be proper. And 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 so when you change your mentality and you start thinking about plants as people, and how to maintain them, uh, your your whole way of of tending your garden changes. And by putting seaweed mulch on there, we're adding so much to the to the soil um, through the minerals there. I mean, you ought to look at seaweed under a microscope. Oh my God, the critters are in there. It's crazy. Um, but it maintains moisture. It maintains temperature. Um, it, it, if you have slugs, slugs don't like salt. There's salt and seaweed. Put the seaweed down there. The, the, the slugs oh, are, are good out idea. of here. Yeah, it works out really good. And it's free. Hello. All you got to do is go to the beach. <laughs> You're going to get everybody down to the beach taking away the seaweed. Yeah. You know, they need them down in Florida. They're getting hit with a sargassum down there. That's a major. I said, just they should clean that up and give it to all the farmers. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It makes it makes a huge difference um, on your production and 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 the flavor, you know, of, of what it is you're putting in, in in your mouth. So wow, I'm yeah. And, and, and just to be clear, you're not talking about the processed kelp. You're talking about seaweed that is right off the beach, like right off the beach. You know, almost. There's, there's a place I go to. Here local, I'm not going to say where because I'll get too, I'll get too many people. There won't be any there when you get there. Well, typically in at at, at the farm at Coogan, we, we do like 50 truckloads a year of, of seaweed. You know, we're 11,800 square feet plantable. My own my own garden, you know, 25, 30 truckloads um, in there, and it makes a makes a huge difference. Biochar um, in there, basalt, carbonatite, all these different things that, that we're putting in the soil really makes the plant able to withstand the temperature change 
um, the reduction in water or the excess of water as well, because biochar will actually shed water. And you can increase the, the sustainability of the plant in cold weather and change at what temperature does that plant actually get affected. And you can, you can put stuff in your soil naturally, like I just mentioned, that will lower that temperature so that the plant can actually withstand a little colder weather than normally. It's amazing when you're, when you're working with nature and all that natural stuff, it really does work. Yeah, well, a lot, all the stuff that you do really does work, <laughs> you know, and I could sit here and talk to you and get throw you one problem after another, <laughs> but we'd be here for about six hours. So like, unfortunately, I got to wrap this up. You know, I, I saw something that said on the web that it, there will come a time when only those who know how to plant will be eating. I, I would amend that a little bit to the only, only those who know how to grow food regeneratively will be eating. What do That's you think? True. Absolutely. No, absolutely. No question. In fact, I think we're going to, we will eventually get to the point where um, I need to provide some kind of security for my garden because people are going to be over here because they're hungry. Oh, yeah. I'm, I t I've heard farmers say you got to get a gun to protect my farm because, you know, when you got and they don't, you know, and you and they have guns, it could, could possibly turn around on you. Let's hope not that we don't get to that situation. But well, a nice, a nice bull does it, too. <laughs> <laughs> you're come, a funny man yeah well, come talk come talk to my bull <laughs> <laughs> yeah and a couple of big uh, dogs too right? yeah yeah well thank you craig floyd of the craig floyd giving garden at coogan farm thanks for coming by and saying uh hello and uh, imparting some of your wisdom on us you know we'll certainly have you back again and folks tell them again where you they can find your classes on zoom and what else you're going to be up to uh, now that you are a man of leisure well, God bless you, Kevin, for doing this. You can go to dpnc.org and click on education and then click on gardening programs. They're free of charge. Uh, I do them on Saturday mornings, not every Saturday, uh, about once a month. And I try to teach you what you need to know before you need to know it. Thanks for coming, boy. Farm on. Roger that. Farm on, brother. Thank you. You've been listening to Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher. 